Did you smell that? No, of course not. That was clearly the noise of a piano. But what if you could smell it? What if, for every do-ray and me you plunked out on an organ, you could smell your mom's chocolate chip cookies? Or daisies? Or dog breath? I'm Mary Margaret, and I'll be your host for the first ever episode of the Dead Media Podcast. From payphones to carrier pigeons, we'll talk about all kinds of media that are no longer in use in 2018. On today's episode... The olfactory organ. Long story short, the olfactory organ was a piano that emitted smells instead of sounds. So in 1857, Dr. Septimus Peace, a French perfumer, chemist, and author, published a book called The Art of Perfumery. In it, he shared his ideas about music and smell that would later inspire the creation of the olfactory organ. Dr. Peace believed that smells could work together like music notes. So if you combine the right notes on an organ or any instrument, you get a pleasant sound. So naturally, if you combine the right smells, you get an overall pleasant smell experience. Unfortunately, Dr. Peace died in 1882. And the idea of an olfactory organ was forgotten until 1922. It was at this time when the Science and Invention magazine wrote an article describing a smell organ in great detail. The original article reads, Of course, the combination of these odors will create a smell entirely different from any of the individual qualities of the various perfumes, and it is necessary that, in the soft, dreamy compositions, the odors blend harmoniously. Discords will have a decidedly unpleasant effect but, inasmuch as the composers did not dwell upon discords to any great extent, the audience will be saved the rather unusual embarrassment of smelling disagreeable combinations. Some music would perhaps have to be changed and the odors carefully graduated so that the smells wafted over the audience and no particular perfume will predominate, except when the loud pedal, or rather in the smell organs, the strong odor pedal, is trod upon. It is, therefore, up to the perfumer to combine the mixtures in much the same way as an artist blends colors, or as a good florist makes up his bouquet. If it is desirable to insert a little contrast into the bouquet, the appropriate blossoms or grasses are used, and so the perfumer, likewise, would have to employ the proper aromas. So while the article describes the instrument in great detail, the olfactory organ remained a mere idea. However, the article did feature a drawing of what it might look like. So picture this. A man who actually looks a lot like Mozart, who's like wearing like a powdered wig and stuff, he's playing a typical organ, except for that under each of the organ pipes was like a shelf, and it holds perfume bottles that varied in size, shape, and color. And the organ and its maestro are depicted on a stage of what looks to be like a classic opera house. And it's jam-packed with people and their eager sniffers. But what's even more interesting than the drawing is the chart that accompanies it. So although the olfactory organ was just an idea at this point, certain smells had already been assigned to most keys, both in bass and treble clef. So looking at the chart of odors, I'm realizing that a lot of these smells are unfamiliar. So I will proceed to read them off to you and describe each one in great detail. Let's start with the bass clef. For those of you who aren't familiar with the piano, the bass clef includes the lower notes starting at the left of the piano and working over to the middle called middle C. So 
The lowest C smells like patchouli, which is a plant in the mint family that doesn't smell like mint. It smells sweet and earthy, kind of like wet soil or a new age bookstore. It doesn't sound so great, but it's supposed to complement vanilla, which is the next note, D. After that is E, clove bark, and F after that is benzoin. Benzoin is a chemical that thegoodscentcompany.com describes as a woody vanilla, so I imagine it would complement D well. Next is G, frangipane, an Italian pastry filling similar to almond paste. A is storax, which is kind of like benzoin in that it's also a plant-based chemical, but different in that it smells floral. B and C are clove and sandalwood, so those are two scents that can still be found in various Bath and Body Works scandals. D is clematis, a pretty purpley flower that smells like sweet evergreens, followed by E, rattan or palm stems, and F, castorium, which, get this, is actually excretion from beavers. They use it to get their dams to stick together, and the olfactory organ used it to provide a pleasant musky scent. It's actually still used in many perfumes today, like uh, Chanel Number no. 5 and, of course, Justin Bieber's fragrance collection. G is pergulier, another herb, and A is balsam of Peru, which is a plant that smells like vanilla and cinnamon. B is carnations, C is geraniums, and D is heliotrope, which is also a flower, and E is iris. F is a musk, G is poi de centaur, or sweet pea. Uh, A is balsam of tolu, uh, kind of like a tree sap that smells like a sweeter balsam of Peru. And the final two notes on the base cleft are cinnamon, B, and rose, which is C. Treble clef also has lots of familiar scents like violet, orange flower, almond, mint, jasmine, magnolia, lavender, peppermint, and pineapple, along with some less than familiar smells like new mown hay, uh, tonka bean, which is like a vanilla wannabe, and citronelle, which is like the, you know, like the mosquito candles. One note in particular, though, really intrigued me. It's the second A key in the clef, and it's just titled Portugal. Like, that's it. It's just Portugal. Having never been to Portugal, I don't know what it smells like. Um, so while I was researching it, I found this article by Roof Magazine that described the smell of Portugal in great detail. It was, like, just about the smell of Portugal. From what I've gleaned, it should smell like uh, the sea, hope, sweat, fresh linen, fruit schnapps, and cured sausage. Um, so that would be a really interesting note. However, upon further investigation, uh, it says actually in Dr. Peace's book, The Art of Perfumery, that we talked about earlier, he refers to the essence of Portugal as the essence of orange. So it's not the cured sausage I was hoping for, but uh, it probably smells a little better. So although this instrument was described in great detail, there really wasn't much to say about how the olfactory organ would actually work. So, like, would they play songs as scents? Like, would they compose just, like, entirely new pieces based on scents? Uh, would music accompany such a performance? They never really said. The closest anyone ever came to actually giving an olfactory performance occurred in 1902, which was 20 years before the Science and Invention article was even published. Um, that concert, given by Sadakichi Hartman, a poet who was inspired by the work of the late Dr. Peace, 
included the use of essential oils blasted into the audience noses via large fans. Uh, consequently, he was booed off stage after five minutes. However, a few years after the Science and Invention article was published, Aldous Huxley published his dystopian novel, Brave New World, in 1931. And wouldn't you know it, chapter 11 actually features a scent organ. So Huxley definitely plagiarized the Science and Invention article on this one. Uh, here's a quote from chapter 11 that talks about the scent organ. The scent organ was playing a delightfully refreshing herbal capriccio, rippling arpeggios of thyme and lavender, of rosemary, basil, myrtle, tarragon, a series of daring modulations through the spice keys into amber grace, and a slow return through sandalwood, amphor, cedar, and new mown hay, with occasional subtle touches of discord, a whiff of kidney pudding, the faintest suspicion of pigstone, back to the simple aromatics with which the piece began. The final blast of time died away. There was a round of applause. The lights went up. In the synthetic music machine, the soundtrack roll began to unwind. So we won't get into the purpose of the scent organ in Brave New World. Uh, this is a dead media podcast, not a book report. And I actually don't think I could discuss it in the context of the book if I wanted to, because um, that would not be very family friendly or PG. So just read it yourself. Anyway, the point is, the smell organ existed totally in imagination and on paper. Until 2015, that is. On October 28, 2015, the Museum of Food and Drink in Brooklyn, New York, opened their MoFad Lab, an interactive exhibit in the museum that lets visitors literally play with their food. Part of this exhibit for a while was the smell synthesizer, which is like a giant tablet with buttons that let you pick which scents you want to smell. So like at the press of a button, the olfactometer, as they called it, inside the machine releases a specific blend of aromatic chemicals through a series of corrugated tubes. So you could even press two buttons at once to release a combination of scents that may or may not make an entirely new pleasant scent. And it didn't stop there. In 2017, artist Amelie Blatz actually built the smell organ that Huxley referenced in Brave New World. Uh, in her olfactory organ, the smell actually comes out of trumpets when you press a bicycle pump. So each trumpet represented an emotion, and it came with its own light display and music. So like if you were to press the contentment pump, you would get the sound of cowbells, you would get musky scents, and mahogany-colored lights. But if you pressed the disgust pump, your nose would be met with a smell of bodily fluids accompanied by fart noises and ugly brown light. Unfortunately, neither exhibit is on display anymore. So what's the point? Is the olfactory organ even real dead media? I say yes. It died the moment it was born. Who wants to sit in a concert hall and sniff? Honestly, that sounds like a headache and a half, and from what we just discussed, I think the general public would agree. However, the idea behind it, using smells to communicate, is definitely still alive and well. Smells are an unexplored, underrated mode of communication that capitalize on a rarely catered to sense, the nose. Smells can take you places. They can evoke memories, make you hungry, disgust you, make you nostalgic. 
The idea of using the sense of smell as a form of communication was born with the idea of the olfactory organ, and it is nowhere close to death. Have you ever been to Disney? Many of Disney's theatrical performances or cinema viewings in their parks feature smell-o-vision, technology that releases scents into the theater that correspond with what the audience sees on the screen or on stage. And who knows where it'll go? However, because olfactory technology has not yet quite permeated all the nostrils of the world, I decided to test out the original olfactory organ experience on my friend and roommate, Noemi. Today, I will be playing her Mary Had a Little Lamb in Smells. The song conveniently only features four notes on the treble clef, E, D, C, and G, which correspond respectively to the smells rose, violet, cassia, and orange flower. So to conduct our mock olfactory performance, we ventured out to Whole Foods to use their tester bottles of essential oils. They had each scent that we needed, orange, rose, violet, and cassia, in stock. Uh, the original plan was to purchase the essential oils and conduct the performance from the comfort of our own home. Uh, but after seeing the prices on those puppies, my wallet begged me to use the free testers. So I lined up the bottles in the order of the keys and then brought the bottles that corresponded to the notes of the song up to Noemi's nose uh, at the appropriate time. So I took piano lessons in fourth grade, and luckily the only thing I remember is the notes to Mary Had a Little Lamb, uh, which are E-D-C-D-E-E-E-D-D-E-E-G-G-E-E-C-D-E-E-C-D-E-E-C. So in this case, it'd be like Cassia Violet Rose, Violet, Cassia, 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 Violet, 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 Cassia, Orange, Orange, and so on. Uh, So without further ado, here is the performance. All right, so we're here at Whole Foods now with Noemi. Noemi, say hi. Hello. Um, Anything you want to say before we get started? Are you excited to sniff things? I'm excited. I love essential oils, so. All right, well, here we go. Mary had a little lamb, essential oil style. And here we go. E, D, C, D, E, 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 D, D, E, G, G, E, D, C, D, E, 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 C, D, D, E, D, C. Ooh. Did it smell good? Overall, I thought it was a very pleasant experience. I liked the smell. Did you enjoy the song? Uh, yes. Some of them were a little strong. So, Which like, ones did you think were the worst? The rose. The, the rose. rose, okay. Was definitely the worst and the strongest, too, so okay. it kind of went up my nose. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you. Do you think you would ever buy tickets to see an olfactory performance, like... If someone said that, like, they were going to do this to you again, but on, a, like, a much bigger scale. Would you pay to sit in a theater and Yeah, like, if I got to sniff? smell these <laughs> That was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think it would be fun <laughs> to smell it and, like, being an audience member. It's pretty What fun. kind of sense would you like to see or sense. smell Well, in an olfactory performance? Hmm. I enjoy the lavender. I'm a huge fan of lemon and... Hmm. Peppermint. 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 Okay. And lavender was good too. So, all right. Yeah. Any closing words? 
Um, I enjoyed this experience. It was a lot of fun. The smells were pleasant. Um, overall, good experience. Thank All you right. so much, Mary Margaret. <laughs> thank you, Noemi. <laughs> All right, so once again, I'd like to thank Noemi for being on the show and for coming with me to Whole Foods and risking her reputation to stand in the beauty aisle and have bottles of essential oils shoved in her face in public. Noemi, if you're listening, you rock. And I have to say, I'm a little bit surprised that you'd want to do that again. Uh, earlier, I expressed my strong objection to attending an olfactory performance, but if Noemi liked it, maybe I should reconsider. Uh, maybe Dr. Peace knew a thing or two, after all. Maybe there's more behind the scented notes than I thought. Uh, maybe the olfactory organ shouldn't have died at all. And maybe, just maybe, it was too ahead of its time. I'm your host, Mary Margaret, and thanks for tuning in to the Dead Media Podcast. Next week, we'll be interviewing Mary McDermott, carrier pigeon connoisseur. Stay tuned. This podcast was unofficially sponsored by Whole Foods Market. Special thanks to Naomi Halchikova, FreeSense.org, and my dog, Domino.